here at the church. Uh, Christ Church here, we have seen so many miracles. And people have experienced miracles. And so if you have something you won't put in our book, that there was a time that it didn't seem no way, no possible way that it could happen and you would make it. But God stepped in and did a miracle in your life. You want to you write something about that? Uh, Barbara Flores, uh, or get that put in the miracle book. And I've always said that just wonder if you had to put on a wall every time that God did something mighty for you in your life. And you would to put it on the wall. And every day you could look at it and it would be encouraging. So we're just doing this so it would be an encouragement to you. Next Sunday is the deadline on that. And if you get that together, you can put that on the desk in there in the office. Be just fine. And uh, we'll, we'll get that done. Give it to one of us. If you don't know, just come to me and I'll point you in the right direction. Amen. Amen. I hope not keep you very long today. I, I don't plan to, but if we've got our Bibles, we can turn over to Genesis. In verse 22. And in Genesis verse 22, it's going to be a story, a happening about Abraham that had a son named Isaac. And uh, God gave me a title for the message, it's time for a comeback. I've seen ball teams. Brother Larry, we've been playing softball on a hot day or right in a tournament. It just seemed like, man, this thing is over. Someone may even sit in the dugout and say, we're going to lose this one. But my word, a hit come, another hit come. I've watched television before. I've seen it when it was a, if you want to call it the playoffs of football, the biggest can go. And it, it just seemed like everybody done went to bed and it was all over. And uh, all of a sudden you woke up the next morning, you was all down the mouth and you seen somebody at the, when you was getting your biscuit somewhere at the little cafe, said, man, I bet you enjoyed that game last night. You done gave up on your team, went to bed, but your team won while you were sleeping. You know, uh, you know, I, I just thank God for all those years when I was sleeping. Huh? When I didn't know God. Boy, I just thank God for some old saint somewhere, Brother Harris, that kept the door open. I, I thank God there was somebody that was praying that seemed like it was over, but they was praying, and probably you may be one of the ones in your days when you was rough and running wild, and that somebody probably said there ain't no hope, but I come to tell you some saint somewhere was praying for you. And I believe that today's a day that it's your time. And I want to just use this scripture this morning as I'm showing you, if I can point it right, there's a heart here. In my Bible, I think this little girl may be four to six. I, I can't keep up with how old kids can be these days. But she was leaving the church, and it just happened to be where she gave me this heart. And I, I just happened to put it right here in these pages of Genesis 22. But I believe that as we look at God's Word this morning, that we're going to see that really this is where the heart of the gospel is. You know, Bible says over in Romans chapter 12, it says, present yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before God, which is your reasonable service. You know, every one of God's saying is hard sayings. 
where it says, if you're going to follow me, deny yourself, take up your cross. Man, that's hard stuff. Love those that persecute you. Talk wrong of you. Love them. It says, what reward have you if you love the ones that's loving you? That's, that's easy. That's, they don't take nothing spiritual to do that. But see, everything that God does, he does supernaturally. The Bible says when Rene said, well, go, then when we are weak, then he is strong. His ways, the Bible said, are higher than our ways. I believe that this about Abraham and Isaac is the heart of the message. Because in and of ourselves, we can always say, and I'm good at it. Me and Sister Linda, Sister Mary, this morning we was talking early how we can, how we so soon to lay blame on something else when when we just want to, don't want to get down in the, in the grind anymore. When we don't want to tough it out no more. We look for an excuse. We look for a way out. We look for someone else to blame it on. We, we don't want to look in the mirror and say, Lord, it's me. I'm the one that needs to straighten up in this thing. I'm the one that you're trying to get the attention of what goes on. I come to tell you that if it wasn't nothing ever bad that happened in this land that you're living in, you wouldn't want to live here. We'd be, you're talking about reprobates. We'd get so far away. We would not be in church this morning. But I believe what the Bible still says in Romans 8, 28, it says for all things, Work together for the good to them who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. We can say, Brother Eddie, if you just knew what I was going through, trust him anyway. Trust him anyway. Is we going to try to come back over to this? If I can flip over here just a minute, is I can stick something right here. It's in Jeremiah. And I had it marked to go along with this message this morning. I just want to read something to you in Jeremiah 17. If you can flip over there right quick. God is so good this morning. Boy, there's a sweet spirit in here. There's a sweet spirit. Boy, didn't them chairs preach last week? Huh? Oh, it's easy in them chairs. Jeremiah 17 in verse 7. Look at that first word. What does it say? Blessed. 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 You know, when we come to the Lord... We wasn't at Calvary. We didn't see no soldiers drive the nails in his hands and feet. We weren't there when he was bearing the cross, but don't we believe it? Oh, we believe it. If anybody really tried to tell us anything, yes, it ain't so, we would say, man, you've lost your mind. If they said, was you there? We'd say, no. And they said, well, how do you know? Said it's by faith. And it's by faith that we understand the things of God. The Bible says, if it means anything to you, it says, blessed is a man that trusteth in the Lord. Boy, that flows off of them pages. And whose hope the Lord is. That, that just flows off of there so easy. It'd be so easy not to get in there and, and dig in there. It'd, it'd be so easy not to, not to put that down personal where you're living in. It'd, it'd be so easy if you, if you could say, yes, that's what we need to do. But hadn't it been times in your life then you, that, that you look back on it and God done brought you through every trial. He ain't ever lost no battle. He ain't ever been late. He's always been on time. And he's always come through. 
And he done brought you all the way to right here and looking out there, looked like to me that everybody in this whole house right here looks like you blessed to me. But let's just get it down there where it really lies at. Ain't it hard? You that's been through some things. Ain't it hard? Just as it says over in Proverbs 3, 5, just, you just, it just lean on the Lord. You know, how's it start? Trust in the Lord. It says, don't lean. My word. What? Brother Randy, if God wants to give me, give me a cue card somewhere, and if I'm preaching, I, I, I don't care how good I may think it is, but when, if he wants to give me a cue card, Brother Ben, and say, look, I'm going to give you the message of all messages, <laughs> I believe I throw mine down. I believe I take his. And that's what the Word of God is for. The word of God is a cue card just come out of glory, said I'm just going to slip you something in here. It's just like, now I wouldn't dare have these used to think that I ever cheated on a test. But we got to confess our faults one to another, the Bible says, and we, we do such a good job confessing everybody else's faults, so why don't I just take a little time? Brother Harris, I was taking bricklaying a half a day. That was when vocational classes, when you was there. So I had a half a day covered. But I had to take English and I had to take a couple more. I don't remember what it was, Brother Dave, but I had to take some of those classes. And how they decided what class you was going to be in is they had an achievement test that has been taken. Well, I didn't care about the achievement test. I didn't know the answers anyway. They was multiple choice or ABC. I know y'all can't believe that I'd ever do something like this, but I just went down the line and I just put A, 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 B, 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 C, C, C. It wouldn't take me long and I, Brother Wade, I just turn it on in. I'm done. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just like how God is. You know what I did? I did extra good on that test. And those tests decide what class you're going to be in. That put me in accelerated English class. Some of you old geezers I know remember this name. A lady's name was Miss Hattie Naylor. I was in a whole heap of trouble. <laughs> well, my Brickland teacher said I had her too. She, she was 273 years old when I had her. <laughs> he said, best thing you do is do what I did. You go in and Miss Hattie's always wanted to raise a garden. I had a garden. And what you need to do is go in every day and brag on that garden. How's your garden doing? I didn't know nothing about no garden, but I'm going to tell you something. I talked to Sister Hattie like I had one. You hear me? How's that garden? Eddie, I'm glad you asked about the garden. It isn't easy. It's easy. I said, well, you know, do you want me to ask my mother? My mother knows about the garden. Yes, yeah, good. And I'd bring back an answer, son. And I was working that deal. You hear me? <laughs> now, don't, I, don't sit here like y'all ain't never worked one. 
I was working it all I could. I was struggling. Well, I had someone that had a class before me, and actually her name was Diane. And Diane was accelerated in everything she'd done. Everything. Whether it be in that, or even playing softball. Y'all know about it, but she was actually had uh, the best glove, playing softball first base. So anyway, she had gave me the answers. Y'all ain't hearing this? And I had the answers to a test, and I had them stuck right out my sleeve. Y'all ain't never done it. I know how sanctified y'all are. You, you don't ever speed going up and down a highway. You ain't got no hate in your heart for nobody in jealousy. But I, I had some troubles, and I was just trying to make it through. I'm here to tell you that Miss Hattie Naylor come up behind me. I had a fellow sitting to my right over here. He wound up building cabinets for me as I was in the construction later, and I seen him last night of all things. I asked him, do you want the answers to the, to the test? He didn't need answers to no test, but he took him anyway. He had the answers, and he ain't never cheated before. So he, him being so smart, <laughs> you know, some people just ain't no common sense. There's a difference in all this thing. He done laid the answers right beside his piece of paper on the top of the desk. <laughs> Miss Hattie done come by. Look here, she done put her hand on both our backs. We was on both sides of She said, Ricky, all of a sudden I felt like I probably need to go to the restroom. I don't know that I didn't have the restroom. <laughs> She said, I can't believe. I, I went to stuffing back. I said, well, she's going to get me next. I need to talk. She got him up marshal. I just know it was coming. It never come. And here I am in 2018. ain't come yet. <laughs> Y'all, I don't know this to be true. I can't guarantee it to be true. But I believe that Miss Hattie did something for me that God did for me when I was 27 years old. <laughs> I believe she said that boy ain't going to never pass. <laughs> I don't know if the Lord comes straight out of heaven, the Holy Ghost got a hold of Sister Maddie, said I let you go and you got to let him go, but I come to tell you I made a straight 100 on that test and I passed that class and it wasn't nothing but the goodness of God that got me through. Now, let me tell you something. This grace that God's gave us and this mercy that God's gave us and this love that God's gave us and this redemption plan that he done gave us, this gift of God that he done spoke on us, look here, we was all guilty and we deserved hell, but God so loved us so much. This scripture said, blessed is a man after he done been so good to you, after he done brought you so many times, not only he done saved you, not only he's done redeemed you, not only your name has been written down in the Lamb's book of life, and I told you that Bible verse, and I, I want to use it every Sunday, don't rejoice because you could tread on scorpions or speak to evil spirits, and they got to leave the room. Right <laughs> he said, but rejoice. rejoice. Because your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. Oh, 
It said, blessed is a man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be what? A tree that's planted by the waters and that spreadeth out his roots, her roots by the river and shall not see the heat cometh and her leaves shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. I come to tell you, it says blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. It says trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. Oh, that's a whole lot better preaching than what y'all letting on to be. As we go back over here, let me try to stay hooked. I done got excited. Trust in him. Ain't it done been good to you? Now, it's time for a comeback. You know, we can go all through the Bible. And he said, why don't you return to what made you happy? Huh? See, you can go back on that car lot where you first got your first new car. It ain't going to mean nothing to you no more. You done had 20 of them. You can return where you caught that first big fish, but it ain't going to mean nothing because that's just a thing you just do every day. But I'm going to tell you something. The reason why he said return, Brother Mark, to my first love because there never has been and there never will be a joy. There'll never be a happiness. There will never be nothing that ever filled your soul. Never has been before it. Never has, won't be anything after it because when you come to meet Jesus face to face, you made him king of kings of your life. You started trusting in him for salvation and you, you trust him by faith and all through your life when you stepped on salvation by faith, the Bible says we walk from faith to faith. I believe this and I believe this and I believe this and I believe this and when you quit doing that you ain't got nothing you're dead again how many of y'all believe that God's still God I'm going to tell you something about God God said I'm the same you need to get that in your mind we, we read things about God and we, we hear things about God and we read stories about God about the three Hebrew children that was in the fire we read that we read about that boat that night that Jesus was asleep down in, in, the, in the bottom and, and the waves were just going. The tempest was going high. And I know in your life, you have lots of things to come in your life. And I come to tell you, this ain't the last time it's going to get rough. <laughs> oh, but we got us an anchor. William, you was talking about that yesterday morning. I said we got an anchor. We've got an anchor. We've got somebody when it seems like that it's running plumb away, Brother David. He just drops that anchor. And he, just like he told Job, he said, there's only so far you can go. There's only so much you can take. There's something that you can't take. Oh, you can't take his life. Let's just try to read this right here. Listen, I know life gets tough, but I want you to think about Abraham. I want you to think if God asked you today to do the thing that he asked Abraham to do, let me tell you something he could ask. He could ask it. He could ask for more. So man, I, I ain't got nothing else to give. Yes, you have. He could ask for your life today. He said, I give life and I take it away. He could ask for your health today. He could choose today just to use you to be an instrument for his kingdom. He could use me today. He could paralyze me today. As I see the man named David Ring, 
he preaches with cerebral palsy and he talks. He can't talk and he's done it for years and, he, and he, he's that way. He can't walk right and, and he can't talk right. You have to listen real careful. But he kept on for Jesus. And how do we know that God ain't used him in his crippling condition? So what I want to say to you, why would God have to cripple you? Won't you decide to do it with a well-able body? I remember telling God I had a first cousin that was headed to hell just as fast as he could go. I remember weeping in front of a friend of mine one day. He said, listen, if it takes my life, Jack, to get to Percy Jr., something's got to happen. I remember turning off the interstate down there. I'm going to make this quick because we got to get on these scriptures. You've got to go, I know. But listen to me. I remember getting on that road. I remember it just got through raining. I can remember the smoke that was coming off of it. It was that asphalt back then. They just sold a little rock. It was more tar than it was rock. I went to put on the brakes. I'm talking about everything just unslicked over. I let off the brakes. I put on the brakes. I put on the brakes. I let off the brakes. I mean, just back and forth. Then I realized there was that bank right there at the T. You can go to Stan or back to Cocoa. I, it was coming. There was nothing I could do. All of a sudden, I found myself head on to that bank, and that truck was up on that bank, and I run into it. I'm telling you, there's a voice come straight out of heaven. Listen to me. He said, Eddie Martin, anytime I want your life, I can take it. Your life belongs to me. Look, I don't want you to die. I want you to live. I want you to be a living sacrifice. No matter what I put you through, I'm not wanting to take your life. I'm wanting to give you life, and I'm wanting to live through you. I'm wanting you to be a living. I'm going to tell you something. If it ain't a sacrifice in your life, if it ain't costing you something to live for Jesus, you better turn it up a little bit. All, all through scriptures, it, said, it, it says, blessed are you when, when men revile you and they hate you. Talk about you. When you're going through things, it's going through things that makes us lean on the Lord. I wish I had time to practice it. It's a black spiritual song. It said, I've learned to lean and depend on the Lord. Well, I've learned to lean and depend, depend on Him. I found out a long time ago yeah, it was, I've learned to lean. Have you learned it yet? Right. Just lean on him. You think he can't hold you? You think he can't work out the situation? What you don't know is, what you and I don't know is, we've been leaning on him. Because there ain't nothing else that's been holding us up. Amen. And it came to pass that after these things, let me run on through there, we're about through. So how can you be through, Brother Eddie, when we ain't started? <laughs> and it came to pass that after these things that God did tempt Abraham. He's tempting him. You think maybe God's tempted you a time or two to see what you're going to do? You think God's got something bigger for you? <laughs> God don't want you to fail. God wants you to be equipped. God wants to mold and make you and to get you ready for what you're going to do next. God don't want you to stay like you are. Oh, man, we want to get over here and go to muck and golf ball, tennis ball somewhere. We'd just be just happy. <laughs> God may want you to make golf clubs. <laughs> he, he may want you to make tennis rackets. 
He may say, man, you, you love. I mean, it didn't take much to make them little golf balls, but I'm wanting you to make golf clubs and I'm, I'm wanting to make you make you make tennis rackets or I, I'm wanting you, I just ain't wanting you to ride a horse. I'm wanting you to win a national championship and for you to do that, there's some sweat and there's some time in the saddle that you're going to have to. Huh. Why in the world would the Lord let me preach? But I remember having a preacher I remember that church, they didn't like this man very well. He preached over in 1 John. He said, if you, walk, if you say that you're in the light and walk not in light and you're a liar and truth ain't in you, and I done told you about this man. He talked about that apple tree out there in his front yard. He whooped us with it. He spanked me so many times, but he loved me. I remember him coming to me and said, Eddie. He said, Brother Eddie, I, he said, I hate to ask you. He said, but I ain't got nobody else to be son of school superintendent. All that was, you had to get up and say, good morning this morning. How you doing this morning, you know? If you got a birthday offering, come down and give a birthday offering. I was so nervous. Chelsea, I was calling people's names wrong. They was getting mad at me, the last names. Uh, maybe it'd be Edmonds, and I was saying Elrod, and they said, I'll come tell you that I'm not an Edmonds. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I'm about to pass out up here. I, can't you see this sweat popping? I'm nervous. Had a softball team at the time. Them boys would say, "Man, you, you gonna be okay?" I said, "I'm struggling, man." But the man asked me. He ain't got nobody else. He asked me. I, I don't. I mean, I hated to go to church. I hated it, man. I was just like, man, I, I hated it. But see, there were some things back down the road, brother Harris, that we hated. We didn't particularly like to do it, brother Harris. I remember in laying brick. I. I hated to put the soldier that right up under the brick box. When you get to the top of the wall, you stand a, a brick up straight up under there. I hated putting them things in there. I just wasn't, it seemed like I wasn't making good time doing it. And Brother Benny, even in my lost condition, the Lord said, look, you crazy thing. He said, when you're doing that, you're finishing the wall. <laughs> it got to be where I couldn't wait to get to put that soldier up there. Because I was finishing the wall. Let me tell you something. The things that we hate that we're going through, it's those things that's going to mold us and going to make us to where God wants to put us on another level. <laughs> Tyler Woolley over here. I got to get on this thing, Sam. I, I ain't got started and I'm, I'm through, but I, Tyler Woolley, man, when that sergeant says, get down there. It was some, it's some things that I could strongly suggest that he don't need to say to that sergeant. He probably don't need to tell him, I can't believe you're asking me to do this. Do you know who I am? I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> Just doing all this, try to get you ready. Abraham, whatever jam you've ever been, God tempted Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, I'm here. Here am I. And he said, Take thy son, thine only son, whom thou lovest. Mm. I remember what you told me, Brother Mark. <laughs> whom thou lovest. <laughs> mm. 
and get thee in the land of Moriah and offer him for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell of thee. Now, I'm going to tell you something. It may be a jam in your life, but I'm going to tell you something. God's got all the right that he wants to to tell us today to do the same thing. He gave them to us. We've enjoyed it. And God has a right to do what he said to Abraham. And Abraham rose up early in the morning. I don't know how we'd have done that. We'd have went AWOL. And he saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and a cleaver wood and a burnt offering and rose up and went to a place which the God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. I tell you what, when you look up and see the place that God done brought you to, you've heard about it. But boy, when you get to the place, that you thought you was going to never going to be. And Abraham said to the young man, he said, they told him right here, get a hold of this, said, abide you here with the ass. And I and the lad will go yonder to where, and look here, we're going to go yonder and worship. Ah, Mr. Benny, this thing that rolled up on me, what I was talking to you and Sister Lane about a while ago. He said, we're going to go yonder and we're going to worship. You said, now, Brother Eddie, Brother Eddie, Brother Eddie, how in the world can it be worship? I mean, he's carrying his son up there, going to lay him on the altar. He's going to give him as a bird sacrifice. How can it be worship? Because I'm going to tell you something. When God asks of us to enter into his grace, it just kills us, don't it? It just kills us to lift our hands. Brother Eddie, why do you want us to lift our hands? Because it kills you. But in glory, we won't have no problem lifting our hands. On the streets of glow, we won't have no problem saying, holy, holy, holy. We won't have no problem. It kills us. Why? Because it gets us out of, of our comfort zone. And the Bible says, I want you to present yourself a living sacrifice this morning. It kills us. And I'm going to tell you something. If we lead our, our children that it's wrong to worship, if we lead our children where it's wrong to praise, I come to tell you there's always going to be a remnant out here somewhere. There's always going to be a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There's always going to be somebody that's going to be peculiar that's going to praise him. And why don't you be of that peculiar bunch and of that chosen few? He said, we're going yonder to worship. I like this. And there's a comma. And I want you to look what it said. And come again to you. Do you believe you'll ever be back? Do you'll ever be back? Do you ever believe that you'll ever feel when you come face to face with the Savior, our wonderful Savior, Lord Jesus Christ? I don't know if you've ever had that experience or not, but listen to me. Do you ever believe that you'll ever appreciate him again? Do you ever believe that you'll ever worship again? Do you ever believe that you'll ever shed tears again? I, I don't know what you did. I'm not, I'm not saying nothing about nothing, but I, I mean, it's bigger than somebody putting a wafer on your tongue and putting, a, and putting their hand on you. I'm not saying nothing about nothing, but I told you last Sunday about this born again thing, and it's where the Spirit of the Lord takes up residence in our low down lives. We was a sinner before we met grace. And I come to tell you, something's going to blow your socks off right now. You still a sinner. 
but you've been saved by grace. Oh, oh, I can show you in that Bible where it says, if you say you ain't got nothing, you're a liar. Look there. He said, be holy as I'm holy. You stretch yourself out. You do the very best you can. You can work your fingers to the bone, but you'll never in and of yourself get good enough to stand before a holy God. And he say, well done, my good and my faithful servant. Without the grace of God. I love you, baby. Hannah graduated last Friday, wasn't it? Y'all give her a hand clap. I was telling somebody I remember started church up on East Main. Hannah. Hannah and uh, Gabriel. Oh, y'all think we're crazy out here now. I remember running around that place. I was told Hannah and Gabriel and running. Them two babies running, round and round. Oh, that Linda Hughes was so mean. <laughs> the night she got saved, we ain't never had a Jericho march before in our life. A lot of folks ain't never been around, didn't want to know what one looked like. Heaven done come down. Brother Harrison started to come to church over with me. Linda said, I done followed him three places. Good Lord, Brother Eddie. I mean, when is he going to settle down? I said, when he finds Jesus, he'll settle down. Praise God, we've been together 15 years. <laughs> but I remember the Sunday night, and God said, you slow it down. You get it real slow. Linda, he had you on my mind. He said, I'm talking about get it slow. I remember Brother Harris riding around them boys and souped them cars up out. They have that cam in there knocking. Man, we go around that Browns and drive it. I had one guy had a Chevrolet Noble. That thing was hitting hard. You hear me? I mean, it was hitting hard. And I remember I was preaching, trying to get the message because the Lord had laid Linda Hughes on my mind. Said, get, keep it slow, man. Put it down there simple. I thought, Lord, if it gets any more, some of this thing going to jump time. I, I can't get no slower than what it is. I come to tell you, at the end of that service, Sister Linda come up there and throw them hands down. Done been in every church, done heard more gospel. And I'm just saying God did it. Didn't make no difference. Look at God did it. Look at She said, I'm ready to give this thing up. Good Lord, we erupted. My word. I was up on the piano then. I was the only one playing. You, you'd have thought I was Jerry Lee Lewis live. I, that Holy Ghost had me. I was raking that thing and hitting it with my elbow. I'm telling you, when the Holy Ghost gets loose, anybody can play the piano. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I had a friend of mine was there, an electrician that wired this building for us. He took out running, look at Didn't nobody know nothing about where it was going. But on the day of Pentecost, look at they was in one mind. They was in one accord. When my friend went to running, there they went to running. My word, we run around that place. I'd carry them two babies. Look at, you know what? God's been faithful and God's been good. And if I'm going to run, say anything. <laughs> run up there in Walmart. <clears throat> Don't think I got a whole lot of money. You got to put them in a tithe. I didn't do that on purpose. Listen to me. Last night, I was with a man in a, in a nursing home. Can't even get up. Try to get him up, can't get up. Sit back down. 
I'm getting ready to go. He told the nurse, he said, would you put that, would you roll that back over here a minute? His little stray thing. He said, Brother Eddie, I got two checks here. It's for my tithe for the last two months. <laughs> you ain't laying down like that yet. I know you done been through some rough stuff. I, I got to quit, Sam. I got to quit. Look here, but if a man laying down, can say, would you just carry this? Would you just carry this? I'm going to tell you something. Last night he was in better spirit than I ever seen him before. That's Sister Frankie Douglas, Jalen. Your mama. Man, I remember her hollering. I, I told y'all last Sunday she'd holler down to Brother Eddie, and I knew she wanted. Said, come here, you got to give me a minute. It'd take her 30 minutes scrambling around right there. Had them peg legs on her. Right up to the day she died, she said, look here, I want, I want to give this. Yeah. Bible said, given it shall be given to you. I'm going to tell you something. When God saved us, Heaven didn't need you. The streets of gold going to be the streets of gold without you. I'm going to tell you something. Heaven's going to be just as sweet. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Neither has the inner heart of man what God has prepared for those who love him. Heaven's going to be a wonderful place and it's just a vapor away. Let me run that by you one more time. Heaven, eternity, Brother Mark, is just a vapor away. Oh, now, Brother Eddie. I'm a young lady. I'm a young man. Hannah could say, Brother Ed, I just graduated. I believe I got 50, 60 more years, 70, 80. Oh, oh, remember about that rich man? Remember he said, I'm just going to tear down these barns. I, I'm just going to do these things and, and I'm just going to build me some new barns and, and I'm just going to get myself to a place that I, I'm just going to just eat, drink and be merry. He said, you fool. He said, tonight I'm calling on your soul. Yeah. Let me tell you something. The most important thing we do in life right. is live every moment just like God's finna call us home right there. Right. I preached just as many young funerals that I've had. The saddest funeral that I've ever had was a little baby of that pastor that I had that asked me to be the Sunday school superintendent, Brother Ronnie Maxey. Saddest funeral I ever had was a little baby that was put in a jar. And he went to get off in the grave and he handed it to me. He said, Brother Eddie, I can't do it. And I had to take that jar and I had to put it down in that grave. And he just leaned on me with all his weight when he got ready to leave. He said, would you cover the grave? He just leaned on me. I'm going to tell you one thing. He leaned on me and I did cover the grave and I did set up and say something over that precious precious grandchild he had. But I'm going to tell you something. You can't lean on me. You can't lean on the Pope. You can't lean on Billy Graham if he's here. But I come to tell you, there's a God that you can lean on. No matter what you're going through in life, you can lean on him. Brother Larry Jacobs. Brother Larry Jacobs, can't you lean on him? You can lean on him. Cancer was knocking all over his door just how many months ago, Larry? Six months ago. He come in this church and he was hurting that cancer had him. He'd always call, Brother Eddie, I can't make it this morning, but pray for me. If God would just give him a half a breath to make it, he'd come. Let me tell you something. 
just so we can get done. Can't you imagine? Abraham, he done put the wood on his son. Brother Mark done left the donkeys there. Done left the men there. He said, we're going up this mountain. We're going up there. I'm offering my son as a burnt sacrifice. But we're coming back. I believe it's a picture of doubt and fear and disappointment. I believe it's a picture of doubt and fear and disappointment. You may have done a lot of things wrong. You think ain't nobody going to ever use me. You may have been done through a lot of grief and a lot of hurt. You say, I won't ever be happy again. You may be disappointed with somebody that said they were your best friend. Let me tell you something. I believe this message is for doubt and grief and disappointment. When the devil comes looking you in your face and he says, look here, you ain't going to make it. You ain't going to make it. You ain't going to ever be back. You ain't going to ever be nothing. You're not going to make it. Jill, the devil can speak to a mind and say you're not going to make it. But we still got a God. That you could get up this morning and you could say, I'm having me a comeback. I'm going to get that back to what's, what's the main thing. What's the main thing? What's the biggest thing? What did I preach to you last Sunday? He said, what brings my, my greatest joy that you'll walk in truth, that you'll not believe a lie. Abraham's carrying his son up the mountain. You ain't done that. You ain't had to do that. You had to carry him up there and you had to sacrifice him. The Bible's going to teach us that Abraham was ready. He done took back the knife. He's ready. He's thinking even if it happens, I mean, this man, you know, I mean, he can raise folks from the dead. I, even if I take his life, he'll, he'll raise him back and we'll walk back down the mountain. If you'll read over in Romans, maybe I'll share that with you tonight, what Abraham did by lifting the knife and be willing because God knew his heart. He was willing to do what he asked him to do. Abraham looked over and there was a little ram in the bush. Oh, yeah. God spoke out of heaven and said, you ain't got to use him. I done provided you a lamb. I'm going to tell you something. God has provided a lamb. It ain't a ram, but it's a lamb that was swung up on a cross between two thieves. One chose not to believe, and one chose to believe. And he was hung there. They start the invitation music this morning. He was hung there. You don't have to pay the price. You don't have to go along. You've got a Jesus. He said, cast all your cares upon me. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. This morning, I went in McDonald's. Friend of mine come in McDonald's. God's been good. 
His son walked over to me and he said, Brother Eddie, I'm in trouble again. Probably going to have to go in jail. I don't know. I just took him over to the side. I said, listen, man. There's going to come a time somewhere in your life that God's going to show you where the real problem lies. You're going to look in the mirror. If you ain't got your first cousin with you, if you ain't got that friend at work with you, you'll still make it. But I want to tell you something. There's a friend, and his name is Jesus. He sticks closer than a brother. I looked at him. I used to be around him. I used to carry him to the YEC that I carried these used to. I was just a kid at heart myself, Cheyenne at that time too. I remember security guard knocking on the door. I was in there with all them youth. I was jumping on the bed just like they was, Connie. <laughs> I remember this young man being in my room. Security guard knocked on the door. <laughs> I opened the door. I said, sir, I'm trying all I can to get these fellas to sit down. You just give me one more chance. <laughs> yeah. I told him that I loved him. I said, you can make it. If you ever look in the mirror and see where your real problem lies. It's me. It's me, oh Lord. It's me. I got to trust in God. Brother Al, I got to trust in God. I got to trust in the Lord. I got to trust in him. I got to let him renew my strength. I got to let him be God to me. I, I'm trying to take him out of the equation. It ain't working. I want to tell you the story. It ain't to belittle nothing. No, nobody. It's to bring glory to the Lord. I could have had these folks come that told the story. I remember visiting a young man in the jail. He said, when I get out of jail, I'll come to church. But when he got out of jail, mom and daddy wasn't in church. I walked over to the young man's daddy. He said, you got a good one this morning? I said, I don't know. I tell you what I'm going to preach on. I said, I'm going to preach on this time for a comeback, and I'm close. I said, you want me to tell you about it? He said, yeah, give me a little bit of it. I said, it's about Abraham carrying Isaac, his son, up that mountain. And I said, let me tell you what Abraham told them men that left down that mountain, Brother Mark. He said, me and my boy will be back. You know what that daddy said? Oh. Oh. Me and my boy will be back. I said, don't you understand what I'm trying to tell you? It's time for a comeback. You can't leave out God. Sam, we can't leave God out of the equation. The Bible he didn't write it. He didn't, he didn't waste no ink. He didn't, he didn't waste them precious pages to put something that we can do all things through Christ Jesus. Let me tell you something. He'll save me. He'll save a drunk to look at, that's looking in the mirror and says, I can't quit drinking. If he'll save me, he'll save that drunk. He'll save me. He'll save somebody that's strung out on cocaine or that crystal meth. He'll save them. If he'll save me, he'll save a preacher that's on his way to hell. If he'll save a preacher that's on his way to hell, he'll save a deacon that's on his way to hell. And he'll save a Sunday school teacher that's on his way to hell.
just right out this road right here. Now, I'm sure trying to close bad now. His name was Dez again. He told me the story. He said, you don't hear my testimony, Brother Eddie? He said, my testimony is, he said, I preached seven years. Lost. I was given an invitation. And in the invitation, I got convicted that I was on my way to hell. The preacher done preached seven years. You know what the Bible says on them precious pages? It said, in hell, there's going to be a special place in hell for all the liars and the false prophets. You know who the false prophets was? It wasn't because they was Methodist or Baptist or Pentecostal or Presbyterian or, or Christ Church of Brownsville or the Church of Christ. He said, they left me out of the equation. He said, for those that didn't preach, I'm the way. I'm the way from the worst. I'm the one that's got the hardest sin that's going to be off. And I'm the one that just ain't confessed me as Lord of thy life. Just like these children, when they come, they come like a childlike faith. That's the way you got to come this morning. I thank you for being here today. But I'm going to tell you something. You ain't been through nothing worse every day. You ain't been through nothing worse than what Abraham went through. It's time for a comeback. It's time for you to stand up and say, listen, I, it's time for a comeback. You're sitting there this morning, you think, well, I think he's picking on me. Well, let me tell you something. The person sitting right behind you thinks the same thing. The person sits to your right or left, they're thinking the same thing. I, I can remember preaching at a church, okay, and I, I, I can remember, I ain't going to tell you what you did, but I can remember, I'm talking about, she was somebody in the church one thing. She said, I, I believe every Sunday he's just preaching straight at me. I said, well, I'd have never told that. See, see, God I call just an old bricklayer that ain't smart enough, ain't got no Ph.D., let's just post hole digger. <laughs> he won't be copping off no Internet. It won't be because he went to no cemetery someday if somebody told him what he, how he needs to go about it. But he'll let us preach a message that'll convict everybody in the house. Now, this message was for everybody in the house. Everybody in the house. Present yourself a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable. Happy, happy Memorial Day. This day today is for all the men and women that have died serving our country. I believe that deserves a hand clap. Yeah. Man, Brother Larry, I seen a big truck going down the road yesterday. Boy, had them American flags up there just a-flying. I said, wow. Thank God for all the people that died serving our country. And giving us the freedom, yes. Brother Brian, that we've got to stand here today. Would you bow your head just for a moment? Lord, I don't know that this morning, ain't the morning, that God, that somebody's convicting.